Welcome to the latest episode of the League One Lowdown podcast. I'm your host Alex Broom and today I interviewed Portsmouth midfielder Bryn Morris. Bryn started his career at Middlesbrough making his debut aged just 16. He then had some loan moves to EFL clubs such as York, Burton and Coventry before joining Shrewsbury Town in a permanent deal in January 2017. He was part of the very successful Shrewsbury side that reached Remley twice in 2017-18 season and ultimately finished League One playoff finalist. He then joined Wickham on loan in August 2018 and was a key part as the Cherbourg rose to the top half of the League One table. After that, he joined Portsmouth in January 2019 on a permanent deal and since then has had some frustrating injuries at his time at Fratton Park. I'm going to find out more from him now. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the League One Lowdown podcast. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Portsmouth midfielder Bryn Morris. Bryn, how are you doing, mate? Nice to see you. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, not bad. Back in full training now, so yeah. I was, I was going to say, um, you've had a bit of an unlucky time with your spell at Portsmouth of injuries. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you started off quite well. You've, you scored quite quite early on to your Pompey career, and then it just sort of got overshadowed by injuries. What, what, what sort of happened with that? Can you, can you share some light on that? Um, like I think what a lot of people don't see is, um, like the other side of football, like. You know, you're just like a normal human and stuff like that and you have stuff going on in your personal life and, that. and at the time when I very first come down I had a few things um, and I yeah. think it took like it's, it took its toll on my body um, you know just like not sleeping right stress and then you've got all the stress of moving out and stuff like that sorting things back home and then sorting things down um, like in your new place where you live, and, and it just took a toll on my body, and it was just like one thing after another. And then obviously, me, uh, I got one one of my injuries was just like a little kick, which I missed a game with, just a bit of like bruising on me my ankle or whatever it was. And then yeah. another one was, I was just I'd went home one time um, after a game because the gaff said, "I'll go home, sort some stuff out at home," you know, like with a full back up to thing. And, that was a. Uh, it was yeah yeah so, sorry no it was to Hartlepool because I had some stuff back there and obviously I was keeping on top of my training and stuff like that I was doing a, I did a cool down on the Monday and then the Tuesday I had um I, I was doing like a running session I was I was just doing my normal stretching what I do every day and like I, I, I just felt some a click in me in my hamstring and anyway I, I did my session so it was only straight line run so I didn't really notice it that much until I went back training on a Thursday I just I couldn't pass the ball on that properly I got a scan and I did I'd actually torn my hamstring tendon so when so was, was this out. was this last year yeah this was um probably the February time right and then um and then it was the probably the March um yeah, it was March. It was a South End game actually when I, when I scored my first goal. Yeah. Um, that I, I felt me groin. It was just towards the end of the match, not like it wasn't anything major. And then um, it, it was just went on from there. Really, didn't think it was it much. And then I kept training on it. I obviously, told the physio team and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, just it just got it was just getting worse. And by by the end of like the season. I remember I was playing the Akron Stanley game at the end um, of the season. I, I couldn't open up. I couldn't like sprint, not even a three quarter, and just like turn and stuff like that, kicking the ball on my left foot. I was leaning back with shots because I just I didn't have like the strength and power on it. Um, yeah. So and then obviously just it was just one thing after another with me growing. I d- I didn't have different injuries. Just no one could get the bottom of it. It was like really freak injury to be fair there's, so, a, there's a lot more stuff with it as well you had to go and go abroad for an operation at some point didn't you Where, what, what what happened there yeah so um I, I was on the phone to the physios and stuff um in my summer and i was actually out in america at the time and the physio was out there i went and seen him because i said oh can i get a scan before i go on holiday because i was going away for about three and a half four weeks yeah and, um i uh he said no. He said it, it should settle down. You know, I've however many weeks off it was. Anyway, I, I told him, and he says, "Oh, come and see me," because um, he was in he wasn't far from me where I was at in America. So I went. That's just by coincidence, was it then? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. And it was funny because I was travel. I was me and my mate. We went round America, traveling a few different places, and just at the time, 
um, the physio was in Miami when I was. That's so um, I, I went and seen him at his hotel and stuff. And he says, yeah, you know, it doesn't sound right. Um, we'll, we'll get scanned when you're back. Yeah. Um, now, I was, the gaffer was on the phone to me. Was, you know, I was nearly coming back home on, on a early flight from the holiday and stuff like that. But in the end, he just said, look, just get it sorted when you come back. Um, you know, I think it's just going to end up being an injection and then go from there. Yeah. So I come back, uh, come back down to Port of a few days early from uh, when pre-season was actually supposed to start. I had an injection and then I missed the first few days because you, you can't train on an injection really until about three, four days after. It just agonises it, does it? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just not really good. And then, um, yeah. anyway, I, I must have done probably a week pre-season. I thought, oh yeah, it's all right. Because obviously the... the the injection was um, a steroid and a painkiller, so I yeah. wasn't really feeling it much. And I remember the gaffer saying, "He said, bloody hell, we had all that, um, you know, like Fanny on in, that, in the summer, ringing yes." And he said, "All it needed was an injection." Anyway, it, it come to a few matches, and I played one forty-five minutes, um, and and it was fine. I could feel it a little bit, and then we had we cut we come back from Ireland. Because that's where we were on pre-season, and yeah. um, it was a game against Bognor Regis or something. Pre-season friendly. Yeah, yeah, I was due to play sixty minutes or something, but I had to come off at half time. You know, I, I couldn't like, I, it just wasn't right. Um, mm. And how did it go from there? I think it was. It's obviously it's a long time ago now. It's like almost a year, if not. Yeah. A year. Um, I, th- I think I did like. They were trying like during pre-season, like build me up, because obviously at the time we still didn't know what was here. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to build us up, and it was it was so weird because like I could run in straight lines or like do like um, in footy you do pre-season. We were doing like four-minute runs, like perimeters of of the pitch. Yeah. Um. So like a lot of it was straight line running, and like I'm I'm quite naturally fit anywhere to me. They were looking, thinking, "Well, how can he be so fit?" But then he, he can't play football. Yeah. I was, I, was, I could like open up in straight lines, but as soon as I was turning or just like passing the ball on my left foot, I was like really struggling. Um, and then, and how how did it go from there? I think the first one I went to see the island specialists. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like re, re, they're really highly thought of and stuff. I think a lot, a lot of the. Prem teams use them, Liverpool, Man U and stuff like yeah. that. But so oh, I couldn't wait to get out there because um, I just thought, oh, you know, go on to say a specialist, that's going to be it. Anyway, yeah. I, there's, I'd like loads of tests and that done on us. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen like the closest thing I can um, compare it to is remember that Ronaldo program where he's got all them. Um, he's, he's got all them little dots all over him, and, he's, and then he goes on to the three D. Yeah, want to record his movement in that? Yeah, so, so yeah. I had all that done to us, um, and loads of other different tests. And the island specialists do a lot of um, a lot of their research and, and stuff like that. Yeah, it's uh, like stats based and stuff like that. The, the force you can produce, power and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So they were just saying, oh, it's just a normal groin injury. Um, you know, we've seen it all before. He said, we'll give you this rehab program. Really specific stuff. He saw, he showed me like all the rehab uh, program movements and stuff like that, um, and I did it all then. And I I did. I was supposed to do six weeks of it, and, and that was supposed to basically sort us out. But it just I was doing it, and we were going back feeding back to the specialist all the time. We were saying, and I was feeding back to my the physio Portsmouth, and I was just saying, look, like I, it doesn't feel right. This does. Like I know my body, and it, it it doesn't feel like this is going to be the right so, thing. To get are we me. still like in August about this time? This was probably I don't have I had all the stuff on my phone before, like the, the images and stuff. So, but I, what what date was this? I remember my my op was in October, so oh, June, July, August. I think it was about September time, yeah. and during all that time from say July, um, up until this time, it was yeah. like. The rehab um, from the club, they were trying to like build me back up. Honestly, I went 
I went into training and out of training so many times. You must um, have been getting really frustrated then at this point. Oh, like unbelievably frustrated. Like, I, I, I can't even explain. Like, you said, because, um, oh, go on, sorry. Go, go on, go on. No, as I was saying, you said um, you felt um, stressed when you first moved down. I'm sure this didn't really help with that, did it? And like the mental side of the game, this must have been an absolute nightmare for you. Oh, like, I've never really been tested um, in terms of like, obviously you are tested, but to like this extreme, like mentally, it was because like your mind's telling you one thing and your body's just telling you another. Yeah. Like, I just couldn't, like my body just wasn't letting us. And I was do. I'm not. I'm. I'm like really professional in and around the training ground. I live right off, off the pitch as well. And I honestly, it was frustrating. I was trying everything. I, I like. I even changed my diet. Um. I, I was sleep. I was trying to sleep as much as possible. I was baffing with like Epsom salts and stuff like. Mm. I was just trying like any little thing to try and. Just, just get me back quicker, and it wasn't working. Um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, the the island, the island specialist. I was supposed to do it for about six weeks. I ended up doing about eight or nine weeks. Tried going back outside, and I just, it was just the same again. If anything, it was probably worse because whatever it was with the program, whether it 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 was someone with me hip joint or whatever, I just then I couldn't even open out into like a three quarter in a straight line. Yeah. Um, so everyone was just like, I, I was having meetings with the gaffer and the physio all the time, just trying to get to the bottom of it. Everyone was frustrated. You know, I was having falling outs, stuff just through uh, sheer frustration. Like, were you falling out uh, with what, your teammates? Was it or no, no, just like uh, having like not heated conversations, but like I kind of felt like people weren't. Um, didn't understand is, the seriousness of it exactly yeah um and maybe start because at, when was it um when the transfer window was still open obviously my head and that was all over uh, there was actually a time where you know i, I went and seen the gaffer because i was injured my head was all over and i was just like look i just think it's going to be best if i um once i'm fit i, I, I go on loan and be back close at home said so i feel like if i'm if I might be off the pitch, I'll play my best on it. I said, "Yeah." But to be honest, I need to get fit in that first. Um, what did he say to that? He, you know, he was open. He was really good with us. To be fair, he said, obviously he knew I was going through an hard time with the injury, and that was the yeah. main thing, to be honest. Um, because I just I didn't have a for a long time before I seen um, the island specialist. I had no like no plan of like what was happening. Like I was going to. I, at times, I felt like embarrassed to be going into training because people were saying, "Like Bryn, when you're back, how long till you're back?" And I was just like, "You didn't know." I, I don't know. Um, so yeah, it was like oh, really mentally hard and stuff like that. But um, yeah, and then after the island specialists, I think we said, "Well, what, what was it next?" I think that might have been the operation. Um, so the physio pulled me in. He said, "Look, Brent. He said we've sent you the best, one of the best specialists we can. Um, he, says, he says the, the last um, last resort is going to be uh, surgery." She so said, "There's three surgeons that um, I'm thinking of using." Um, he said, "Go and speak to some," he, and he and he told me what each surgery would be. Yeah. Um, and he said, he says obviously it's down to you with your body and stuff like that, which I thought was really good to be honest. He said, Go and speak to he said, get some advice from other ex physios as well, um, just for a bit of peace of mind. Yeah. See what they think. And I says, Oh well, um I, I was quite close with Brian English at um Middlesbrough, you know, I've worked with him when I've had yeah. injuries back there. And he's really like high regard highly regarded in the game. He's he's obviously been at Chelsea under Mourinho and Shalotti, people mm-hmm. like that. He's He's done the Olympics and stuff like that. He's a doctor. Um, so I, I went and seen him. I travelled back home. He says, Brian, it sounds like... I told him on the phone, like, my symptoms and, and what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says... I, I says, oh, is it all right if I come and see you? I said, I'll, I'll come and see you at a time that suits you. So I went back to the post. He says, yeah, bring go and see him. So I went and seen him anywhere. Um, and he says, oh, it's, it, it seems like it's like a classic sportsman's hernia. Um 
but it was weird because the pain I was getting was like right in my groin, whereas a hernia is more like there's so much. It it is like really in depth and detail. Like yeah, me, you can try and keep like, it simple because I'm not that medically clued up. To be fair, yeah. So basically, there was like a high pain and a low pain, but my low pain was like the one that was really stopping me, and yeah. then the high pain was the um basically what the hernia um was going to fix, and then that would take all the pressure off my low pain, like. Right stopping it all pulling and stuff like that yeah um so i think i always had in the back of my mind well how was the if i get the the high one sorted out how's that really gonna stop the low one like the pain i always had that in the back of my mind but i thought like brian's a doctor like he's you had to trust he, him with yeah yeah i had yeah. to trust him so i trusted him and he said use um she was called Mushevek, the surgeon, out in Germany. And I spoke to other physios and that, and um, they said, oh, yeah, she's, she is she is really the best in her field. Um, so I went out there, got it done. I actually got my other side done as well because... Um, and it was... it The surgery wasn't done without reason because I had the bulges both sides. Right. Get, even though you've got no symptoms on your left side, so get it done because you just end up coming back six months down the line getting it done anywhere and um after that was supposed to be um tech you could vardy's done it before where he put was a slightly different surgery where he's back in a week but mine was going to be about 10 days but they give me two weeks because obviously i'd i needed a bit more time because i've had it for so long yeah i've done about two three weeks and uh my first sessions outside like really like low low sessions like just kind of like jogging and stuff like that. And I was feeling good. As soon as the ball's come in again or any sort of like real uh, tempo, intensity, turns and stuff like that, I was just, just fucked the ball. And on, oh, that, I think that was, that was probably the worst one because I'd had surgery. I mean, he said, make sure your, um, your rehab is like really intense and stuff like that. Yeah. And by this time, uh, the physio, he, he wanted me to go and see this guy in Harley Street. Um, which in the end was the guy that fixed us. He's yeah. called uh, James Moore. Um and he's actually he's actually the guy that sorted Andy Murray out. Um, right. You know when he's had his uh, he had a hip replacement, didn't he? Yeah. And they they called James Moore in actually by all account. This is what the Porter physios told us because he knows. Um, Andy Murray's physios from QPR or what? Because mm-hmm. they used to back at QPR together, something like that. Anywhere, um, and they said, "Oh no, we want to go and see uh, James Murray at Harley Street." So anyway, I went and seen him. I seen James a few times, and I was like, we were always feeding back to him um, every every few weeks or whatever. I remember when I very first went and seen him. Um, he was doing some tests on us, and at this point, this was probably the worst it was my groin hip actually was because I was doing probably three, four weeks on a, a watt bike trying to yeah. keep me so, so that when I went back into training, I was like of a fitness where I'm gonna, you know, it's not gonna be as hard as where if I was doing too far behind then, I mean, yeah, yeah. So I was just doing a lot of that and then just upper body sessions, really. Anyway, I went and seen... No, I can uh, see you yeah. tensing your arm there, trying to show that off. <laughs> no. um, yeah, so anyway, I went and seen him and he was just, at the time, like, my, my groin was so sensitive, like, he'd, he'd be moving it, like, just doing certain um, movements and stuff and it was just, like, it was brutal, the pain. Um, and anyway, I had a four-week program off him at first. By the end of that four weeks, I was just like the the first uh, the first four weeks of it. He says, "Oh, look, this is going to be a three-month program. It's going to be like it's going to be draining, but it's just something you have to do. It's about it was about stiffening up the hip joint, um, uh, strengthening the ligaments and tendons yeah. in my groin." Did it work at the end? In in the end, yeah, it did, yeah. 
um, and basically building up my um, all my core and my obliques, getting them really strong. Uh, but the first four weeks of the program was basically building up a um, a base of like my core and like basic movements and stuff like that. So I had this four week program which was just like horrendous. I was going in the gym, same thing like every day, um, double sessions. It was just it was brutal. And then four weeks into that, I was just I was telling the physios I was just like I'm not feeling any change. He said, look, just stick with it. We were feeding back to him. And he was just like, look, just, he's, he was just like, just trust it. And I just, I, I, I couldn't get it was, me out around it. It I was just, hard to trust it because you weren't feeling it at the time, but eventually it did do you good, right? And obviously because I'd seen so many people, um, different physios, specialists, obviously the surgery, which yeah. didn't work. And I, and I was saying like, look, this, I've, I'm four weeks into work. I've not felt any change whatsoever. Um, and it was only till about six, seven weeks into the program, I was feeling like little, just little improvements. Um, and then the program moved on to a different stage. Oh, I can't even remember what, like the second, third, fourth well, You've had stage. so much going on. I'm surprised you can remember this much, to be fair. Yeah. You've had so much happening. Honestly, it was mental. Um, anyway, I moved on to like a more like, intense program let's call it like stage two and then stage three and it was like oh it was really hard like long days just like in the gym and like everyone that was getting injured at like I was just in the gym with them at the time and then they'd get back outside and that was just frustrating me even more yeah I can imagine definitely because I've never I've never had an injury where like you do everything you're told and it's just not working so um at one point, you were starting to think that perhaps no one would ever know what was really going on with you. Yeah, like, and I think that's why I was so trying to do research on the people that I was going to say and asking physios' opinions of them because I didn't want to waste any more time. Like, it was got like getting a January time, and, and I'm thinking. Did you oh, still, um, at that point in your head, did you still have the possibility of going out on loan or was it because of this? No, no like you couldn't really think about anything on the pitch at that point. That was completely gone after, um, June, July, August, September. But by the time the transfer window had shut, I was like, we'd had the, um, the plan that I was going to go and see the island specialist. And I went back and seen the gaff. Oh, it was, I remember actually it was a deadline day. Uh, he, he said deadline day, our oh, team's come in, they want to take you on a permanent. Um, or, or Sorry, not alone with a view to a permanent. And I just said, look, after I, like, I'm in a different headspace now. Like I've got a plan. I'm going to go and see these island specialists and it's going to fix us. Um, yeah. So like I was at, at that point, I was like really driven and, not that I wasn't driven before, sorry. Just like I had like the plan, and then I was going to get back on the pitch. So as uh, I said, look, I, d- I don't want to. Like I want to be here. Yeah, um, you want to stay and fight for your place when you fit. Exactly. Yeah, and he was like really pleased with that and stuff. Well, that's a good uh, attitude to have, definitely. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we're in. Where am I at now? I've lost track. Uh, January was it? Just after. January, yeah, so I'm about six to eight weeks in the programme. Um, and I'm just playing like little improvements. My mind's still like, is this going to fix us? Because I'm just having like little improvements. And then as I come towards the end of the pro- programme, I started having like, like more bits of improvement, but not fully 100%. But in my mind, I was just like, I've, I've had injuries before. You're never 100% when you come back anywhere. So I'll just like, kind of take the rough with a smooth. Um, and then I got back onto that. The, the end of the programme was outside. Uh, and it was like, a lot of it was like all basic stuff, like straight line stuff, but different movements, kind of trying to replicate movement yeah. in football. Uh, and I was still feeling things, but I just thought, look, I'm just going to get on with it. Like I've come this far now. You don't um, want to give up. You want to make sure you exactly. Yeah. Anyway, I got back training, and I was I was trailing. I was training like really well in that. To be fair, but I was never really with 
I never really did a full session with like the full team because at this time we were sat to Tuesdays like all yeah. the time. Um, so but I was I was obviously with the first team now, but kind of just the lads that were on the bench or who hadn't played many minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was training like really well, and I think it was uh, just before the lockdown. I trained for about three weeks. Yeah, and you were and, getting and ready, I, were you? Uh, yeah, basically, and I think there was there was because the gaffer had said in a few of his interviews uh, that you know a, a game or two before that it was a little bit too soon for me. I'd yeah. done a sixty minute in a reserves match against the Navy. That they got that game just for me, basically yeah. just to tick a box of like oh sixty minutes. There you go, done. But it wasn't really a test, and I wanted that test of like an intense game, like really opening up me, opening out my legs, and yeah. Just, just like having the battle of like, like the, the intensity in that basically of a match. So what would be like equivalent to like a league situation, like exactly the competitiveness yeah. you need, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't get that, but I, I wasn't too worried about it because I was, I was feeling like, oh, I was feeling, I was feeling good, but not as good as what I feel now. Um, yeah. So do you think, in a way, that um. I was going to ask then, but the like, lockdown sort of like helped you because obviously not many players have had um like if you'd have come back in the middle of the season, you perhaps would have been lacking match sharpness as well as um a bit of um fitness behind you and whatnot. But exactly, now everyone's yeah. in exactly yeah. the same boat as you are, haven't played for a couple of months. Exactly, yeah. Um, and I think like I say, the gaff was saying a few things in his uh interviews, press conference, whatever you call them that might be a little bit too soon, but maybe it's the next match. And I think the game before the lockdown, the very last one, I think there was a chance I was going to be on the bench because one of the midfielders got injured um, <clears throat> and I was training well. Anyway, the lockdown happened and stuff like that. And like, I, I learned so much about my lockdown, due, learned so much about my body, sorry, during the lockdown because like, I, we knew it was going to be a long time before we were back training. So at, at the very start of lockdown, I was like, I was hammering me, um, me, me groin rehab program, which they always said, look, you're going to have to stay on top of it. Even when I was back training, I was still doing it. Um, yeah. Kind of just not as much because during me rehab, I was doing it every day. And then I went to doing it maybe, because I was doing it six days a week. Uh, it was all about like, like I say, stiffening up the hip joint and stuff like that. So it was relentless. Um, and then I went to doing it probably maybe three, four times a week because I, it was just impossible to keep up the load with training, running, uh, building up fitness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so then during the lockdown, I thought, right, I'm going to hammer it, get it as like for get when I go back. Exactly, yeah. Um, but then. You know, your tra- your training changes quite a lot because when you when you actually training at the football ground, like it's a complete different fitness to what you can replicate when you're just by yourself. You do. We were doing a lot. Well, I personally like we were following the club's program, doing a lot more like long distance running. Or... Is this all individual? Are we not paired up with anyone? All individual. No, at the time we weren't allowed into the training ground or anything. Um, well, no, sorry, sorry, we were allowed to go in, but only by ourselves for like. Right, okay. Um, so yeah, I was doing a lot of, and I felt good. I, I was feeling fit, but like even when I was running at the very start of lockdown, uh, doing these long distance runs or like high intense like sprints, I could just I could feel like a pinch in my groin. Nothing that stopped us, but just like I don't get that anymore now. Um, and I, during the lockdown, I, I come off my uh, program, maybe started doing it like once or twice a week, and like it was just it made me feel so much better. Um, I, I don't know whether it like makes me feel a bit freer or whatever, but yeah, now like I feel the best I've felt in ever since I've come to Portsmouth. It. Honestly, it's so good hearing that after the struggles. I, I think I'd just ask you to shed us some light on your injury and that's been 30 minutes. It just yeah. sounds like an absolute, like a nightmare does it, doesn't even do it justice. Like, fair play to you for sticking with that mentally as well as physically because I think there's a few players out there 
It's just when you get hit with that challenge, you sort of like lose motivation to come back because that must have been absolutely excruciating for you. So honestly, fair, fair play to you for yeah. sticking with it and getting there in the end. Yeah, right? like I said, one of the hardest things was just like going back. You haven't got your family mates around you. Um, and I was just going back to like my apartment. It was like a lonely time. Uh, I had bolts. One of the lads living with me that was at Shrewsbury with us for about three months. Who's this, sorry? And, uh, James Bolton. He was living with us. And then uh, we were saying like, oh, by the time I move out, you're going to be like, your injury's going to be sorted. <laughs> anyway, it wasn't. And then uh, I think in the end, I just got used to going in, to kind of doing what I was told and just open for the best. But yeah, it was a really difficult, like lonely time. <clears throat> So if we um, look into the future now, obviously your team Portsmouth matched up against Oxford in the playoffs. Have you um started preparing as a team for that game yet? Yeah, we have. Yeah, we had our first um first game yesterday. We've obviously been training for a bit. And obviously, all through the lockdown, we've been training, and then it went to training in pairs, and then in threes, and then in fives, and then I'd say we've probably been back now about two weeks full training like everyone together and um yeah we've, we've been doing like preparation and stuff like formations and stuff, just as you do like working yeah. on different things and then obviously had our first game yesterday against Redden. did you get did you play in that did you feature yeah we did um we did 245 so like the teams were split yeah everyone got 45 minutes each uh and, like i said i've been training really well um and then I played really well in the game yesterday. Oh, that's good. I'm... Had a good goal. You scored, did you? No, I said I nearly did. Nearly oh. belted from thirty yards, but uh, uh, only doing no, it when no one's there to see it. Eh? Yeah, no. <laughs> so, um, obviously, Oxford are quite an attacking team. They've got um many flair players. Do you, what? What was um? Have you started and work working on how you're going to stop them yet? Have you just sort of been focusing on your on your team in training so far? Um. I think obviously there's still like a few weeks a few weeks to go and I would say it'll probably start ramping up a bit now. We touched on it a little bit but I think it was just about kind of getting that first uh, game out the way, just getting it back into your legs like that. Yeah, a bit like, of match sharpness and that. Exactly, yeah. And the gaffer always goes on about like um, dimensions of a pitch and that because obviously when you train it's impossible to train like on an 11v11 pitch. Every day, because you'd just be, just be ghost. A lot of it's like short, sharp, you know, like 7v7s on it or whatever, 8v8 on a small pitch. So it was good to get that back into the legs. I was um, looking back through um, some of Portsmouth's team sheets this season. And when, um, when you played against um, your old team, Wickham, I think Ollie Hawkins, who's usually centre forward, played in centre half. Was that due to sort of having to mark the physicalness of Akin Fenwell, or was that just because you know, a couple of centre halves weren't fit? Do you remember? No, I don't think it was. Um, I think, like, through a season, as a team, and obviously the manager putting his input in and stuff, like, he'll try different things. Like, if things are working, he probably maybe might not change stuff as much, but we had a tough time, like, um, Start of the season. Start of the season. I think he was just trying a few different things. Um, obviously, Hawks' physique, his presence and stuff, he's a big lad. He, he could either put him up top as a striker, like holding it up, or like if you want to go a bit long ball, do you know what I mean? Or yeah. you could have to do that same job, as in like heading it away. Um, if you look at him, he could be... Centre under the pitch, yeah. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So I think he's just trying a few different things. He can play either position. And so I think any anyone at this level would do well against Zach and Fenwick for 90 minutes. I'm not many get the better of him in the air, do they? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, well, no, I haven't seen anyone get the better of him, to be honest. What was it like playing with him? Yes, it's obvious, it's different to what I've ever played with or even seen before, to be fair, because he's unique, isn't he? There's, I, I don't even know what he wears, but you don't come across anyone like him. But honestly, I've never seen someone just the ball comes to him, and he's actually technically very good. What he doesn't get rec- really recognition for, um, yeah, like you just know if the ball comes to him, whether he's chesting it or bringing it down with his feet or or he's flicking it on, you know, like 
as long as he doesn't have to jump too high, because obviously he can't. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it, it, I don't know, it's really unique because he doesn't even move. Like, he just it, he just moves defenders, like, and with his arms. Or, yeah. But his technique, even with his head, is so good. He, he doesn't have to slap it off that bald head of his. So when you um, were at Wickham, um, Ains- like Ainsworth signed you just after you played for Shrewsbury, the playoff final. Were you yeah. surprised after Paul Hurst left when um, uh, John Askey came in? And he said he you didn't really. He said to you like you might not feature as much this season as you would like. Were you surprised with that? Since how well you did the season, you got to the playoff final. Um, yes, I'm no because when a new manager comes in, uh, some don't like to keep all the players that have been there before, and like there was a like there was a transitional period. We'd lost some of our good players or the better players from the season before. And then obviously new ones come in, which changes the kind of the balance and that of the team. Um, and with Shrewsbury, like the balance was so good. Like we were all grafters. We had players who were good on the ball, good off the ball. And it was just like a perfect blend. Uh, and that's why we massively overachieved to be over, overachieved, to be honest. Um, and then obviously that chip, Obviously, I backed my ability and stuff like that. But I think in football, you just got to take it as like managers. They have like they want to bring in their own players who they've worked with before. I didn't even know of this guy, yeah. um, so it was just one of them, really. So um, I remember when you joined Wickham, Angel said to you, um, "You're going to get your scoring goals." And I don't think you hadn't scored a professional goal at that point, had you? And then you got, oh, yeah, no. so you got three or four in the first half season with Wickham. So obviously Ainsworth's stuff worked. What he said to you, how did he improve your game as a coach, like himself? I think the best thing I can say about him is his man management is so good. Like I've yeah. never been so comfortable talking to it, and everyone else says the same about him. Um, that and his recruitment, um, he does a lot of like research and stuff on. And like speaks to other managers that you've worked with before on like uh, the character of players. Like you'll have, as you say, like no dickheads in the dressing room. No, <laughs> no, that that's just what it is. So, yeah, like, and that's exactly and what JJ he, said. He would say it himself. He'd have like no egos and stuff like that. And like the dressing room, the dressing rooms are it's like unbelievable. Like it's like a, like a family as such. Um, and the lads like all so good. You get on with everyone, uh, but. Improving my game, like he'd sit down with me after every game, like watch my clips, tell me like what I need to do better, what I did do good. Um, and me, me first, um, me first game for Wickham was actually away at Doncaster, and he kind of played me in a number four role, and I can play like I can play the deep one, the middle one, or the number ten, like four, eight or ten or six, yeah. eight or ten, however, however you want to say. And he put me in the four, I think, because he'd seen my passing range and stuff like that. And because I'd played there before, and I, I had just like an average game really against Doncaster. I come off probably about sixty minutes, um, and he, they, he then dropped me for the next game. He said, "Look, like you have come here to play, don't take it away." Blah blah blah. So I think next game I didn't come on, and then I think I think it was the game after that. Two games after that. No, it was against Plymouth. Oh, and yeah. He played me higher up, uh, kind of like a number eight, which is what I think is my best position. Yes. And, like, I just played with so much freedom. And, to be honest, it's probably one of the best games I've ever played. I was just, like, I was getting on the yeah. ball. I was making things happen, pinging it's it fu- about. It's funny you mention it like that, because I remember watching that Doncaster game. Well, so I don't criticise players openly on Twitter, but I remember thinking, oh, I'm not sure about this lad when he signed. Then after, yeah. I think it was Bradford and Plymouth, I tweeted, Bryn Morris, what a player. And then that's when your yeah. brother, Reese, obviously searched him into Twitter, saw that, liked the tweet. And that's why I yeah. sort of got messaged him to get in contact with you in the first place. So yeah. it's, it's, it's quite strange you see it like that. So that's exactly how I saw it as well. Like those two games against Plymouth and Bradford, you were... You're exceptional playing a bit higher up the pitch compared to the deeper order against yeah. Doncaster. And then I remember, yeah, Bradford was, an, I think it was the next game. Like at that time, I was just playing with like a lot of like confidence and freedom. Um, and yeah, like I was going on the pitch and like uh, if I if I wasn't like getting into good areas or 
having shots. I was, I was just basically expecting to go out and have like lots of shots and you know, like sc- wanting to score. Do you know what I mean? Playing a bit of freedom, which is what you, yeah, wish, what you yeah. want really as an advanced midfield player. I, I remember uh, the gaffer and Dobbo, obviously at Wickham, they said, like, we want to take the leashes off you. You've got all the attributes, all the ingredients to be like a box to box, which is what I've always like seen myself as. But I've always been a bit pigeonholed to being like a number four, maybe it's because of my, even my discipline off the ball or my passing range, like starting things off from deep. Um, and I feel like it's not hindered me because. No, I would. I wouldn't say hindered, but like. You think it stopped you from playing from people seeing your true potential? Maybe. Um, was that not a fair way to put it? Kind of just stopped me from playing with freedom and like taking yeah. away some of my attributes. Um, yeah, that's that's how I'd probably put it. So, well, you definitely did really well with that half season at Wickham. You had a couple of clubs come calling for you in January. I'm sure Portsmouth weren't the only team interested in signing you, were they? No, it was. Um, I was actually gonna go to Luton. It was. It was like all sorted. Like the deal and everything was sorted. It was sorted with obviously Shrewsbury because I was their player. Um, and I'd been to see Nathan Jones. I'd met up with him, and he had a plan and everything for us. And he was like, he's really good. It was the first time I've ever met him, but obviously he said. He'd seen me play a lot. He knew my game and stuff like that. Um, and like he was, he was so in depth when I went to see him. He had like uh, he'd done like a a presentation yeah. for us, and I was like really impressed by him. And it was weird because I only really had Portsmouth for what were always there, and they tried to sign me in probably two or three windows before for a loan and a permanent. Um, but other than them, them two, and obviously they were first and second in the league at the time, I, there was no real other options there. There was like bits and bobs, but nothing like, not concrete, but like really strong. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yes. Was um, it quite strange leaving Shrewsbury a team which at the time of the bottom half of the table, as you were saying, and the top two teams wanting you? Like That must have felt a little bit bittersweet in a way. No, because, well, yeah, yeah. And I, and I don't know how I got out, really, because... I know I didn't go for a big fee or anything, but I don't actually know exactly what it was. But I was quite lucky to get out um, because t- two of the top two teams wanted us and I got out for like like a team that was really low, not low in the division, but not having the best time. Yeah. And it was a bit strange, really. Um, and it was... I think Wickham wanted to, uh, they did want to keep us, the gaffer told us, but I think it was more of the thing of, we'll see what happens with our takeover and then we'll come for you in the summer when you when your contract's yeah. up to Shrewsbury. But I knew in my mind that I'd be leaving I'd, and 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 I would have I would have gone back to Wickham. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's just breaking like, my heart, gone. But then obviously when, when the top two teams in the league Oh, and obviously, part of being a massive club come call and like, yeah, you can't turn no. down, yeah. yeah. And then, obviously, you've got the gaffer here who's got uh, you know, his, his reputation and background of promotions and stuff like that. It's a no brainer, really. And obviously, this it's been quite frustrating since you joined Portsmouth, but if we go, if we just go back a bit further to your time at Shrewsbury. You had yeah. um, that fantastic season under Paul Hurst before he then left to Ipswich. Were you surprised like that he didn't do as well as Ipswich as, of course, what he would have liked to have done? Um, well, I always, I've always said it like players that were at Shrewsbury. Like, I've said it to Bolts, Craig, who was obviously now at Portsmouth, who was at Shrewsbridge. How can Craig like, McGillivray? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we've, we've all said the same, really. I, I don't understand how... It, a manager like that um, and his assistant, it's kind of like a good cop, bad cop. Like, how they can not, not fail. I think fails a, well, yeah. Underachieve. Underachieve, yeah. Um, because of the way they go about things, like, it's like training's done right. Um, you know, you, it, it's the hardest I've ever trained with them, but like, I've never felt so fit from it. 
What's this uh, management style like? Is it like attention to detail sort of thing? Um, I think you want that solid base of just being basically fit as fuck. Like, and... You need hard working. Hard graft, basically, yeah. yeah. But I think, I think when you look, the difference is, is we didn't have a very big budget at Shrewsbury and you've got a lot of young, hungry players and then even players that are coming from higher teams on loan that are trying to prove themselves. And then players from non-league who he's bought, who he's new from his time before. Yeah. We're all hungry and like not scared of that hard graft. Whereas you got he's obviously got the championship and this might not be right, but obviously people talking football and that and I've heard that like people went buying into it. Because of, yeah, yeah, I think like obviously John Noll and that went there, Toto and Ciala went there. Maybe maybe the team just didn't buy into it and Obviously, you've got players on bigger money, egos yes. and stuff like that. And when you get higher up, often the players are more technically gifted rather than hard workers. I suppose when you it, cross those two styles, it, it sort of can only go one of two ways, really. Yeah, but, obviously, it was uh, the first time he'd been in the championship. And yeah. maybe it's even with like money and stuff like that. If you're not used to it, then it, it's, a, it's a shock, isn't it? So like, obviously, when he did, he did so well at Shrewsbury before that. With you, you played at Wembley twice in the season, reached the playoff final, reached the um, Checker Trade Trophy, or whatever it's called, final. Yeah. Like, could, could you always tell, like, from as soon as that season started, you're gonna have a good year that year? No, it was weird because obviously our first game. I remember it. First game was against Northampton. We got a goal really late on, and then we just kept winning. And obviously, the lads. Uh, talking and that in the changing rooms and like how far can we go so <laughs> she's saying how long <laughs> uh, saying like how far can we go kind of thing and then I think we're probably getting uh, what so season starts August September October when you get into November and then you, I think people start saying well if we get a January we're kind of like still in this position and then Feb then you can start like kind of dreaming kind of yeah. thing and yeah I think yeah it, it was one of them it was just like as we went so it was never really like oh yeah we we can go up automatically or we can get in the playoffs I think playoffs is a bit more realistic because there's more um, spaces up for grabs and obviously just the the two automatic. and obviously you compete with two massive teams such as Wigan and Blackburn compare those resources to Shrewsbury they're pretty much on different planets aren't they Exactly, yeah. Um, but like when we were playing against them, we were like it was fifty-fifty, really. Like we were, we were competing. So yeah, it was it was a bit. It's just a freak season, really. Um, do you want me to let you go for your club? Because I don't want to keep you misses waiting or anything. Like it might cut it a little bit short, but nah, it's, it's all right. We'll, we'll finish. You, you sure? I don't, I don't want to put you in the doghouse or anything for this. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be all right. I'll tell her fifteen minutes, Georgia. Minutes. Eight minutes. Says we'll just have bed and chips. What are you having for food anyway then? Uh, we've got some Hello Fresh or something. It's like this thing where it gets delivered to you down and all the ingredients there and then she cooks that. I think we're having some, I don't know, chicken burgers or something like that with uh, wedges. Oh, not nice. bad that. Does she, um, does, you said you had to change your diet. Does she share a similar diet to you then? No, I've only out. She's, I only really start, I've been going out for now about five, six months. Um, you know, five months. I'm just trying to make it sound better there. I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, only really like, like seen the back end, the really back end of my injury. Do you know what I mean? So she doesn't yeah. really understand it so no no she wasn't she wasn't there when I was changing my diet and so oh, okay. right. I think I it was around the time where that game changes had just come out on Netflix Yeah, and a lot of the lads were talking about the footy and stuff like that and it was obviously in it there's research on like meats and stuff like that how it's not good for you so I, I was trying like to be, try to be a vegan and that for about <laughs> probably six weeks and just did fuck all for us and here we are now having chicken and wedges for tea yeah, yeah. Right, I feel so good now, so I'll stick with that. <laughs> 15 minutes to get some stuff out of you. Right, so yeah. 
Well then, we'll then go back to when you started in Middlesbrough. Then you made your debut at sixteen, so obviously really, really young for a professional. At that yeah. point, you must have felt the world's at your feet. You're gonna really like go far in the game. Yeah, like I think people say it was like what went wrong and stuff like that. But everyone has their own pathway, and I think like you do. There's a time where like, especially when as a catching up with you, but you're getting older. Um, and you can't just keep being in the reserves, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, at Middlesbrough, I just thought I was going to sign contract after contract. You know, I was obviously captain in England. Uh, and then I was in and around the first team on the bench and stuff like that. And I just thought, well, I'm, 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 I'm going to get a new contract. I'm probably always going to be here, yeah? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just weird, really. Uh, not like, uh, it wasn't like that where like my attitude was bad and I stopped training hard. Like I've, I'll always be the same. Like train hard, do things right. Yeah. Um, just didn't obviously work out there for one reason or another. Uh, and at the time, I just it was Karanka that was in charge, and none of the kids were getting a sniff. I was training with the first team that every was day. Was this the season? Um, Middlesbrough went up, was it then? Um, yes, and then. I remember I did two or three pre-seasons with them on the trot. Uh, I did all pre-season actually playing centre-half the season that in the Prem and I was playing centre-half and I played the game every game until the very last one of pre-season and I was thinking is he going to fling me in first game at Stoke at centre-half? How would you uh, cope with that then? Playing centre-half in the Premier League? A bit different to what you are now, isn't it? So, to be honest, like when I was playing centre half, I have always found it a lot easier than playing midfield because obviously I, I read the game, I read the game quite well, and obviously my passing range and stuff like that. Yeah. I think the place where I get exposed is probably my height. Not that I'm small, but for a centre half, um, but it, it probably would have suited me because obviously you can play out from the back and stuff like that, but. You haven't, got, like, you haven't got Akin to come up against in the Premier League, have you? Yeah, you've got like a lot of like sharp, clever forwards that you, you, you just probably wouldn't be able to switch off. But it never really got to the point where I was thinking, like, oh my God, I am going to... I just thought there was a chance of it because I'd played every every game at centre-half. I'd played minute, like a lot of minutes. Yeah, so it was... um. January seventeen, when January twenty seventeen, when you left Middlesbrough, did Shrewsbury yeah. have to pay a fee for you, or was it just sort of like a mutual thing that it's best for all parties um, to go on? I can't remember if like there was a little minimal fee, uh, and but I remember the main thing was a a sell-on clause, um, which if I got sold from Shrewsbury, then Middlesbrough would get a percentage. I can't remember what the percentage was, and that's how it worked. So the the main sort of like uh, the main sort of like weight in that deal was like the add-ons rather than the actual fee itself. Then, uh, yeah, and I think Middlesbrough were kind of at the time because I'd I'd come up like through them. I'd been there since I was like six year old when I first, yeah. and then it, signed at seven. It shows that they quite highly rate you as well. The fact that they're concerned that you might be able to move on for a big fee, and they want to keep that in the contract. It, it shows yeah, they're not a player there. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, exactly. And I think they were trying to do me a bit of a favour, as in letting me go um, either for, I don't know if it was for free or like that really small fee. Uh, really, I never really found out too much about that because I had a different agent and stuff at the time. Um, but yeah, like I say, I think they were trying to do us a bit of a favour. And I think they realised because the manager didn't have much to do with it because I was still a young pl- a young player, not an established first team player. And the people who were dealing with it was obviously like the chief exec who yeah. knew knew me, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um yeah, so there wasn't really much to do with the manager. So you, you mentioned when you were playing the England youth being captain. Who did you play with um any like Premier League players are. I think Delhi Alley you, you play with. Who else was there? Any other like significant yeah. names there then? So many, yeah. Start from the back was obviously Angus Gunn, the keeper. Uh, ben Chilwell. 
Brendan Galloway, obviously, he's not in the Prem, but uh, yeah. Olerena was at Chelsea, he's moved to Torino. Uh, who else in defence was there? Ben Chilwell. Joe Gomez. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then midfield, there was Harry Winks, Deli Alley, Loftus Cheek, Zamari uh, Gray, uh, Matt James Madison. Uh, and then up front, there was Rashford. I'm trying to think if I've missed that. I probably have. There was so many, yeah. That's, that's a hell of a team, that. Like, I, I was out to play in. That must have been brilliant. Yeah. Um, not that I didn't back my ability, but I think I'm just a bit of a realist. Uh, and like switched on, not not really deluded. Like I know what I'm capable of and stuff like that. And I always knew that they going to be a time where like they kind of would have that potential to reach them heights, as in like the Premier League, quicker than what I would because they had like that just different sharpness and like pace. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. It's weird, really. But then, as as you like go through football and that, and you see teams go from a champ to the prem, and you see like players who maybe don't have this pace and stuff, and they adapt. And I think that's yeah. that's how I look at it now. Whereas it, it's not a thing of like, oh, they were quicker than me or or sharper. It's just like adapting, like. Maybe it's changing your game the way you play. Do you know what I mean? Well, if um, you if if you win the playoffs this year, you're only one division away from the Premier League yourself, and now you're getting back to full fitness. Like, who knows where it can go? Playing then, I th- I think that was probably at the time when I was younger, um, because then I played against Prem teams, obviously in pre-season and stuff like that. I remember when we played against uh, Wolves when I was at uh, Shrewsbury, we we ended up beating them, and then obviously champ teams over the year. Over, over the years, sorry, um, and have you know like never been out of place. Played Redden obviously the other day. Played played really well. Yeah. It's all illegal. I, I know we talk, there's a difference between the Prem and the Champ, but um, you, you get what I'm saying. You get, you get, yeah. You know. How are you feeling then about the possibility of coming against Wickham in the final then of the playoffs? I know both teams have got a win, but I but seeing some familiar faces, how how are you feeling about that one? Yeah. To be honest, just my mindset at the minute is just like I'm just so glad to be back training. Fair, yeah, I don't blame you. Um, and just like not even thinking about the finals, just like full focus on not even like the, the playoff game. Obviously, you are thinking of that, but for me, like that was my first 45 minutes in, in a real game. Uh, I know I had like it was a reserves match, like a warm up match, but first competitive uh, against like a strong side. In, well over a year, like the last time was Akron and Stanley uh, back in April yeah. 20, 2019. So um, it's just like, for me, it's just like the next game. But like the, the way I'm training and feeling and playing, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the playoffs. Like, and hopefully, uh, you know, I'll play some part, whether that's starting, coming on, whatever. Well, I'm really looking forward to watching. I wish you all the best, unless you have us in the final, of course. Yeah, it'll be, uh, that would be strange. Obviously, I'd, I'd know every, pretty much, well, obviously, I know there's new players and that there at Wickham now, but I know a lot of the lads that are still there now and, and, and their game, which they'll know my game as well because yeah. they've played. Are you like when you left Wickham, we were a bit mid-table, sort of like leaning towards the bottom half. Are you surprised at how we pushed on this year and been like really up there? In the oh, not, not at all, because when I left, um, obviously the January time, I, like obviously the, the players are always talking stuff, and I used to say to the players like, "There's, there's no reason why we can't get in the playoffs like on our day," where yeah. like. We're well up there. We can compete with anyone. Obviously, when we played against Portsmouth, Portsmouth were always up there at the time. And we, we ended up drawing with them, but we probably should have won. Scored, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I thought you'd throw uh, that one out there. Yeah, but I, I think there was maybe just a few. Obviously, in that January, Wickham lost a few players. They lost me. I, I can't remember if they lost Fred. Randall yeah, Fred, Williams, Randall. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I think 
then it just it just changes the team a little bit. Um, so yeah, I, no, it didn't surprise me. Like like there's a real like team spirit and togetherness there, which I think in this league does go a long way. I suppose you saw similar to that at Shrewsbury then, really, didn't you? Like, there must have been some similarities there, in a way. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, my mum and dad come and watch like, all the matches and stuff like that. That's one of the first things my dad said like when I first went to Wickham, like, the first few games. He said, like, there's a real togetherness. It's like similar to Shrewsbury, like, you know, your grafters and stuff like that. Um, yeah, there the, the was similarities. Well, as you said earlier, if you're happier on off the pitch, you're gonna play better on the pitch, and I think that's just a, that's testament to what Gareth and Dobber do at Wickham, be able to get such a good group of players in who get the best out of them every time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Right. Well, I'm gonna let you go have your chicken and wedges. I feel like I kept you long enough, but yeah. thank you very, thank you very much for coming on. I really appreciate your time. No, nah, no worries, mate. No worries.